This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 19th, brought to you by the American Association of Crop Insurers. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. All eyes on White House today. Trump expects liability protections and bison ranchers look south. Payment announcement expected. President Donald Trump will be joined by farm leaders at the White House today amid expectations he will announce the release of $16 billion in coronavirus relief payments to producers. Farm groups are eager to see what the limits will be on payments to individual producers. The beef, pork, and dairy sectors, as well as specialty growers, all argue that the levels originally under consideration, $125,000 per commodity and $250,000 for all commodities, were too low. Zippy Duvall, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, is among the farm group leaders scheduled to appear with the president. PPP extension liability relief planned. President Trump says he's optimistic Congress will provide businesses with liability protection to block coronavirus lawsuits. Trump told a group of restaurant executives yesterday that even though Democrats have resisted the liability provision and didn't include it in the stimulus bill passed by the House last week, we'll get it anyway. Jose Seal, CEO of Restaurant Brands International, the parent company of Burger King and Popeyes, told Trump the protections were are badly needed. He said we're going to see frivolous and unfounded lawsuits against restaurants, small business owners, who are trying to do the right thing to see their businesses open, he said. Meanwhile, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin told the industry execs at the White House is working with Congress on an extension of the eight-week period that small businesses have to spend proceeds from their Paycheck Protection Program loans. The loans can be forgiven as long as 75% of the proceeds are spent on payroll over the eight-week period. The industry leaders were united in asking for the eight-week limit to be extended to 24 weeks. It is noteworthy that Will Guiduara, the New York restaurateur representing the Independent Restaurant Coalition, told Trump that helping restaurants survive will also benefit the farmers who supply them. Restaurants support, quote, a lot of other industries that rely on independent restaurants for their survival. U.S.-U.K. set a second round of trade talks. Hundreds of U.S. and U.K. negotiators wrapped up their first round of trade talks on Friday, and the two sides are planning to start again on June 15th in an effort to, quote, accelerate efforts to form a free trade agreement, British International Trade Secretary Liz Truss said yesterday. Improving conditions for agricultural trade, as reported by AgriPulse last week, were a focal point in the round of talks that just ended, and they are expected to be so again when the talks via video conferencing restart in June. The U.K. will retain all of the European Union's onerous restrictions on U.S. farm commodities through the end of 2020, but the Trump administration is adamant that the British abandoned policies such as geographic indications that seek to limit the use of food names like Asiago cheese. Mexico opens borders to U.S. bison meat. 
Bison meat may not be common in Mexican dishes, but the country has officially opened its border to imports. The National Bison Association is celebrating. Dave Carter, the group's executive director, said this is a very positive development for the bison business. The Mexican marketplace offers a growth opportunity for our business. Additionally, many consumers in Mexico tend to favor cuts of meat that are not high in demand by U.S. consumers, so this can help our market balance carcass utilization. Refiners snubbed at high court. The Supreme Court has declined to consider whether EPA must, under the Renewable Fuel Standard, regularly evaluate whether the law's point of obligation should extend to blenders and not just refiners and importers. The court rejected a petition filed by the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers and Valero that raised the question of whether EPA must reconsider the point of obligation annually. AFPM and Valero said they were disappointed by the decision. Leanne Johnson-Cook, an attorney representing the Small Refiners Coalition, said 20% of the parties that control the decision whether to blend ethanol and biofuels are not obligated to do so. This is what we hope to change by adding blenders to the definition of obligated party. The court's decision leaves in place a D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals decision dismissing the lawsuit. EPA faces lawsuit over Chesapeake Bay oversight. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation, along with Maryland, Virginia, and the District of Columbia, plan to sue the Environmental Protection Agency for failing to enforce pollution limits in the Bay's TMDL. The total maximum daily load, known as the Bay's Pollution Diet, is a blueprint to reduce nutrients flowing into the Bay from Washington, D.C. and the six watershed states. In its Notice of Intent, CBF said EPA has accepted watershed plans from New York and Pennsylvania that do not provide reasonable assurance that pollution reduction commitments for 2025 will be met in violation of the TMDL's accountability framework. One of the plaintiffs on the CBF lawsuit is livestock farmer and former NRCS official Robert Whitescarver. All jurisdictions need to do their fair share, Whitescarver said. Back at you. The EPA administrator, Andrew Wheeler, announced $6 million in grants to Bay States to combat nitrogen runoff from farms. From what we can tell, the claims have no merit. Take note, Wheeler is scheduled to testify before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee. That comes on Wednesday. FCC releasing procedures for broadband auction. The Federal Communications Commission is expected today to release draft procedures of a $60 billion rural broadband auction. The procedures are for the first phase of the FCC's Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, a 10-year, $20 billion plan to expand high-speed Internet service. The Commission is expected to vote on the procedures June 9th. The COVID-19 pandemic highlights the need for the Commission to continue its work to ensure that all Americans have access to high-speed broadband as soon as possible, said FCC Chair Ajit Pai. 
The first phase of the RDOF allocates funding to providers who offer minimum Internet speeds of 25 megabits per second upload and 3 megabits per second download in wholly unserved areas. USDA expands biochem aid. USDA has finalized a rule to expand the production of renewable chemicals and bio-based manufactured products. For the first time, companies, farmer cooperatives, and other entities can get biorefinery, renewable chemical, and bio-based product manufacturing assistant program loans, even if they don't produce advanced biofuels. The program could benefit industrial biotechnology companies. Here's today's He Said It. By the third quarter, we're going to be looking at unemployment reports that are astonishingly good. That restaurateur Will Guy Doara assuring President Trump that the restaurant industry is poised to come back in the last half of the year. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 19th, brought to you by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.